fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. There's no other way to put it other than profound darkness and evil is beginning to spread and climb over the globe. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're in constant pain, I want you to know that you are not alone. Back to the show in one minute. In America, it's estimated that 50 million people miss work due to pain. And these Americans spend two grand a year to combat their pain. And 66% believe I'm just never, ever going to get out of pain. Now, I don't know how old you are, but I'm in my 50s and I do not want to live the rest of my life in pain. That's why I started taking Relief Factor. It has profoundly helped me with my pain. Profoundly. I want you to know they've been an advertiser on this network for, I think, about four or five years, maybe. I just started taking it last year. I, I've never endorsed anything that you put into your body to relieve pain or anything else. Um, I am endorsing this because I took it for a year and it worked for me. Now, they recommend you take it for three weeks. If you don't see any effects, just stop taking it. You'll be out $20. However, if it works, you're going to change your life and you're going to get your life back. And that is exactly what happened to me. Try it for three weeks. It's about well, it's 1995 or something like that. Relief factors, quick start. You take it for three weeks. If it works, continue to take it. If it doesn't, move on to something else. But 70% of the people who take it go on to order more month after month after month because it does work. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. I, 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 I hope I can talk to all Americans, both left and right, both Republicans and Democrats and independents. And I hope I can somehow or another moderate the language so everyone can hear. I have sworn off the word uh, evil in the last uh, few years, I've tried to banish that word and only use it when there's just nothing else that could describe it. Because evil is a pretty heavy word. And we've been we've been bantering back and forth. Oh, what's happening? That's evil. This person is evil. Blah, 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 blah. That's a pretty heavy charge. I don't think there could be a worse label. But I honestly don't know how to describe this other than evil. We have so many people that are misguided or asleep in this country. And they are falling into the clutches of evil because. I don't know, maybe the party is pushing it and they don't want to do anything to upset the party. Maybe they believe in part of it and they don't see the rest of it. I'm not sure why, but I urge you to wake up on what is happening with abortion. This isn't about a woman's right to choose. It's not. Let's just all assume 
that everybody and this is the majority of people that everybody agrees that in the first trimester, if it's rape, incest or life of the mother, we agree. Now, not everybody agrees, but it is the majority of people. So let's just let's just leave it at that for now. This is where the argument should be, because there's no reason when you get to birth of a child. We all know that's a child and we all know that people have been saying, well, I don't know if I would define that as a child. I my children, I I I don't know when I would define. Come on, knock it off in the first trimester before it's fully formed and everything else. Okay, I can buy into the fact that you don't know. I can buy into the fact that I'm not sure when it starts to be. Now, that's not my opinion, but I can be reasonable enough to understand that is your opinion. But when you have a woman who is in labor, when you have a fully formed human that can live outside of the, the woman's body, and worse yet, she's in labor and she says, oh, I don't want this baby. That's exactly what she says. I don't want this baby. We know it's a baby. Now, the laws are being changed in several states to say at that point, the woman can kill that child. But the governor of Virginia I think take it uh, took it yesterday even a step further. Listen to this interview with the governor of Virginia now talking about the new law that they're trying to get passed in Virginia about abortion at any time. Here he is on WTOP radio. When we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done uh, with the consent uh, of obviously the, the mother with the consent uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way. Um, and it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities. There may be a, a, a fetus that's non-viable. So in True. this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government not to be involved in these types of decisions. Can we we stop? want the decision to be made. Did we stop? Did you hear what he said? First of all, the baby is going to be horribly deformed. You would know that. You would know that in advance. But even then, the child is horribly deformed. Does that mean we don't care for that life? And you'll notice what he said. After the child is born, we can resuscitate if that's the family's wishes. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The cord is cut. That's a separate human being now. That's a separate human being. You have a responsibility to resuscitate that child. But we'll resuscitate it and then we'll have a conversation about what to do. We're now beyond birth. 
And what's the conversation about what to do? I mean, yes, you could say maybe one of those options is adoption. Doesn't seem like it, though, in this in the te- text of this conversation. He's saying we may or may not resuscitate him basically on, on what the mother decides she wants to do, which is crazy. That's not what happens with with human beings. You know, the mother doesn't get to choose whether to resuscitate their children or not. Uh, especially when, especially when a woman, you, you're telling me that any human, any human that is gone through something as traumatic as just childbirth and everything went well. Does anyone think they're thinking straight? Does no. anybody? Of course not. Of course not. And in theory, like in this example, which is uh, a, def- a heavily deformed baby that's struggling uh, it would be even more emotional, though it does not seem to be limited to that. He's using that as the most emotionally pleasing example to the audience. That it's an emotion. It's a very deformed baby, which is a whole nother bag of worms. There, um, could we could we just stop, Stu? Could you please read the section where it, it covers absolutely everything? They always do this. They always try to make it look like, uh, oh well, it's only in this case. It's not. And I am hearing from people all the time saying, where do I find the information of what is covered? Yeah. Well, in the bill. And here, here it is. Uh, quote, this is the reason, because it's got to be health of the mother. That's, that's their out. If it's life of the mother, they can't get anything because there's no, really no life of the mother thing, especially at nine months. There's no... And you're giving birth. Yeah, you do an emergency C-section in that situation. You, right. don't, you don't do a... You, you, you don't, I mean, it makes no sense to abort the child at that point. And I think everybody's aware of that. So they, they went to health of the mother. And health of the mother was written up in row and it was written up vaguely, which is why uh, it's been a problem. However, it was redefined uh, and, and, and made more specific by a, f- a case after this, which was Doe versus Bolton, another case they went through. And this is how it's defined and used in the law. Quote, all factors, physical, emotional, psychological, familial, and the woman's age relevant to the well-being of the patient. So you need to come up with an a, a, a an excuse that's affecting your health that falls into the category of all factors. Anything that can possibly be a factor that could possibly talk about your health. And this is what happened in the last clip we played the other day, which was the, they've been talking about one of the factors being the pain of childbirth. Mm-hmm. If, either, if there's emotional stress while you're giving birth, that's enough to say, you know what, abort this thing. If you are, if you are somebody who says uh, that's a handicapped child, I can't deal with it. They'll kill it. Uh, uh, familial. I, I don't. I have. I only have one job, and I don't have a husband. Kill it. Mm-hmm. The age. I, I, yeah. Hey, I'm a little. I'm. I'm in a risk category, right? Yeah. I'm a little older or a little younger than I want to be. Or I'm a. Li- right? I'm a little. I'm too young to raise a child. Kill it. I'm too old to raise a child. Kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have the familial structure. I don't have anybody in the family to help me. Kill it. I. I'm going to be way too stressed out for this. I'm just not mentally there to be able to do it kill it right and so let's the realistic thing is what was what is happening here is they're trying to make it possible for a woman to do it at any point without having to say it's abortion on demand they could still say it's health but it's all you have to do is come up with any reason that factors into any level of your health so all factors is legitimately the quote all factors you could i mean it doesn't have to be on that list all factors come up with something you know what uh i feel like my nail might break i mean really it's to the point of any excuse that you feel as a woman is going to affect your health in any way is enough to kill a baby at you know five seconds before birth by the way um the the virginia governor said and you know more than just one doctor 
Uh, no, actually, the law says that it doesn't even have to be a doctor. It could be a nurse practitioner. I will say, I, I think that um, I, that's the New York state law, I believe, uh, has that. I don't know if the Virginia one has it. Can the Virginia check? one may have, uh, a as doctor. proposed, a doctor. So, okay. But just to be, again, these are all laws that are mm-hmm. passing at the same time that are all very similar. There are, are some nuances between them. But the bottom line is they are trying to push this as far as possible. And, you know, maybe beyond it. I think we would all say, you know, they bring up choice all the time. And we would all say, in theory, left, right, everybody would say after birth, that's not choice, right? Like we all realize this is a this is a baby and it would be murder. It's every every law in America, at least at this point, would cover that. And, And the idea is like, let's say we were in we're on talk radio. We're talking about abortion. We don't like it. And let's just say the heavens opened up and God lowered himself down and said, Glenn, Glenn. Yes, God. Uh, Glenn, I really appreciate all of this work you're doing fighting abortion and everything. But I have to tell you, you've been misled. I think it's awesome. Why do you sound like a cartoon? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm not echoing, even though my voice is billowing. Billowing, billowing, billowing. So if that happened, right, and God yes. came down and said, you know what? I appreciate your efforts here. Abortion, I, I understand why you thought it was a big problem, but honestly, until it's born, I don't really care. If he said that, and it was real, we would, every conservative on earth or, that believes in these things would probably be like, oh, okay, well, yeah, whatever, woman, go ahead, do you okay. do whatever you want. However, on the other side, if Chris Cuomo or whatever deity is on the left came down from the heavens mm-hmm. and said, Gary, guess what? Abortion's really bad, and it is actually killing a life, and they were convinced by it, in theory, they would say, okay, well, I guess it is a life, so we should probably not allow that. It's about when the baby is a baby. It's not about choice. Mm-hmm. You're just you're the choice thing is a complete, a completely ridiculous argument. We have no problem as conservatives letting uh, allowing women legally to remove clumps of cells, plastic surgery, removing tumors. None of these things matter to us because we don't care. Women can make whatever choice they want for their own bodies. This isn't your own body. There is another body. And that body is the one that doesn't have a voice and needs to be protected by law. That's what that's what the right to life is about. And this time, now we're entering. It's out of the body. Out and of the I body. Just want to take you back to 1933. Even the Germans that voted for Adolf Hitler, they voted for Hitler. They even stood up at this point and said, "I don't care how deformed. Mm-hmm. Gotta stop. Gotta stop." Now, he said he would. He didn't. And look where they ended up. I'm telling you, if we don't stand against this profound evil, we are going to make the Nazis look like rookies. Please, please, I'm begging you. We're now talking about babies. We're not talking about the difference. I believe it's life. You don't believe it's life at conception. You don't believe it's life at the first trimester. Okay. All right. That's not what we're talking about here. That's not what we're discussing. I want to talk to you a little bit about American financing. Um, I think mortgages are going to be harder to get. Cash is going to be harder to get, um, you know, to be able to get loans. If you want to buy a home or you want to refinance, now is the time. If you can refinance and and put everything together to get out of your high interest uh, credit cards, please do it right now. 
Please don't get an adjustable mortgage, though, and get a, get a mortgage that makes sense for you. And the people to do that is AmericanFinancing.net. When you have an opportunity, which is a historic opportunity, uh, to lock in low rates like this for 30 years, you got to take it. I mean, this is a, if, you have a, if you have a house that's in this situation and you have a chance to lock in rates like this, I mean, they haven't... I will tell you, exception of since the crisis, we've never seen these things before, especially for this long. I talked to David Fisher, the the head of the Dallas Fed years ago, and he said, if he trusted politicians, the thing to do is to go borrow all this money at zero percent interest or these low, low interest rates and then just hold on to that money because you'll never, ever get that loan uh, rate again. That's this is this is the end of it. You're not going to get this interest rate again. Please lock it in and do it now. AmericanFinancing.net. You want to buy, sell, uh, or a, a refi? It's AmericanFinancing.net. Call 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334. Uh, Back in 10 seconds after station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. Want to switch to Venezuela now? Uh, lots of things happening in Venezuela, uh, and I want to bring in uh, uh, Jason, who is our um, uh, head researcher, also in charge of National Security Desk for us uh, at the Blazing Glenn Beck program. Um, Jason, I am seeing a couple of things that really uh, worry me. First of all, Venezuela, the gold. Uh, a Boeing 777 came in. It came in from the former Soviet Union, from Russia. Uh, and it looks like 20 tons of gold bars uh, are being loaded up and shipped to Russia. Second major flight that came in over the past week. The first major flight that came in uh, landed in Cuba first, then landed mm-hmm. in Venezuela. And that was a team of uh, Russian contractors from the Wagner Group. Um, so Who are the, This is the worst... Of the worst of contractors. These are the these are the guys. Many of them are from Chechnya, and they're just brutal, brutal killers uh, that uh, Putin always calls in when he needs to quell something. And the the U.S. intelligence community fully considers them integrated as a whole into the Russian Ministry of Defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they take their orders directly from the Kremlin, but they are a private company with air quotes. Um, just to provide that level of, you know, separation. separation. Exactly. Okay. So then the next major flight that came in was an empty 777. And that was loaded up with 20 tons of gold bars. Uh, no word on on that as of yet. But we we can speculate that it's going back to Moscow uh, to be able to um, safeguard the gold for Maduro. Yeah, I think this is their. This is they are giving him his backup plan, his escape option. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I fully believe that I if if this really starts to turn for the worse, which it, it very very well could. He, they've now he's now lost all of his finances. The U.S. banking system has been turned off from Maduro. It's been handed to the interim president. Um, things are going to start to go south very very fast in Venezuela. But um, I think that this is probably his little nest egg to where if, you know, th- you know, they are they do start storming the Bastille. He will jump on the 777 with his, all of his gold and then take off to Moscow. 
you can only imagine the political situation that this this will create with an interim president of Venezuela and then Maduro sitting in Moscow holding press conferences. It's so be surreal. Here is a uh, here's a real problem for me. The Pope came out yesterday and warned about a bloodbath and then came out and said, at this moment, I support all Venezuelans because there are people and they are suffering. I understand that. I understand that. But he said he could not choose a side. Now, I mean, unless you are a communist or a, a socialist that loves dictators, I don't know what your what your hesitation is here. How could the how could the pope not see where the suffering is coming from and back the Venezuelan people who are in the streets and being bullied and starved to death? Can you think about the 180 from popes where during Reagan's time? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was very a huge uh, ally for you know, liberty and for. I don't want to say capitalism, but just it, it for was, liberty, for, for, for liberty, for freedom, it, hu- human rights for crying out loud. Right. I mean, there was no question whatsoever. Now it's <sighs> OK. So um, I, I, I want to spend some time and maybe we do it t- tomorrow uh, on allies, uh, because the allies for what I believe is going to be World War Three are already shaping up. And it's not me that's the only one saying that. Now we have Inhoff saying that about China. There's lots of developments globally, and uh, we need to pay attention. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Nobody should feel unsafe in their home. No one. Fear has no place in your home. That's been Simply Safe's mission from day one. You're not gonna. You're not going to. Uh, you're not going to find a, a more dedicated people that are looking to keep you safe and and integrate the the new high tech to be able to respond quickly and give you everything you need. You're going to see a commercial about this on the big game. I hate that. Oh, the big game instead of the Super Bowl. Oh, you just said that. I well, I just said it. Uh, oh my god, I did say the Super Bowl. Oh, my um, gosh. but uh, the well, big anyway, I don't know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Stu. It's the big game oh, on okay. Sunday. Something else. Uh, anyway, Simply Safe will blanket your whole home with protection. Around the clock professional monitoring. Make sure police are on the way. Fourteen ninety nine a month. No contracts. No wires. No strings attached. Take control of your own security and feel safe with SimplySafeBeck.com. Get ten percent off now. Simply Safe Beck. So more on trivia, big game, more on trivia happens on Pat Gray Unleashed tomorrow morning. Pat Gray is going to join us next here Blaze.com, blazetv.com slash peck. iPatriots.us is a new conservative alternative to liberal-based email services. It's secure, private, and safe, no ads or spam. And they won't collect or sell your data ever. Go to iPatriots.us right now, pick your membership. At checkout, select your own iPatriots email address, enter promo code PATRIOT, get the first month free. Go month to month, cancel any time. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me quickly go to Brian. Hello, Brian. Welcome. And I have duct, I have duct tape all around my head, and I've been screaming at the, at the radio. <laughs> well, you've got to have the duct tape, especially now, because your head will explode when you listen to the news. So where are the father's parental rights? Where are we in this conversation about my baby? Nobody is discussing... Where is the father's decision 
decision-making authority about what is done to my child because it takes two to tango. Well, I got I got news for you too. Especially this, when they say you know it'll be the it'll be the woman's right to choose after the child is born. Um, I know that women are not making logical decisions uh, when they're having a baby or just had a baby uh, because I've I've been through it four times. And the last time uh, we were in Connecticut and my daughter was going to be born at uh, like 1158 at p.m. If she was born at 1158, it meant my wife got one less day in the hospital to recuperate. She would have had to got get out of the hospital that next. That was an office day. episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, that so common. It was 1158, and the doctor said, uh, if we just hold on just a couple more minutes, you get an extra day in the hospital. Do you want to have the baby? And my wife said, and I quote, get it out of me. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I just looked at the doctor who was standing behind her, and I just shook my head slowly like, don't do it. And he just looked at me and nodded. I got it. And my daughter was born at 12, I think 1202. Uh, and they just don't make logical decisions. So the man has to be involved uh, at that point. Thank you so much. We bring Pat Gray in from, oh, by the way, if you didn't see uh, uh, Chad Prather last night, new show called Humor Me by Chad Prather. He is a musician comedian uh, and he tours the country. He's one of these guys who, you know, there'll be 4,000 seat theaters that sold out and you're like, who the hell is Chad Prather? <laughs> He's one of these guys who have come up now through the internet and is a big, big name. Uh, he's like, like 90 dates a year or something. Yeah, he's all ridiculous. He's, he's over the country. He's yeah. all over the country. Uh, but anyway, he started a new show on the Blaze TV called uh, Humor Me. And last night it premiered and it was all about uh, the difference between men and boys. You don't want to miss it. You can find it on blazetv.com slash Beck, promo code Beck. Also, from the Blaze is uh, Pat Gray, who does Pat Gray Unleashed. Indeed. Yes, I do. It's Pat, true. Mm-hmm. what is it that uh, you want to rant about today? Uh, I found out something interesting for my daughter yesterday. Uh, she, uh, she was, she just taken in her youngest daughter uh, for a checkup uh, to the doctor, and she was telling me some interesting things that, you know, they can't have food in the in the waiting room. And I said, you can't you can't bring food to I mean, sometimes you wait an hour, hour and a half uh, at this place. You can't bring food to keep them placated. No, because it leads it, that could lead to childhood obesity. Um, oh, shut up. Yeah. A childhood obesity because they <laughs> eating while you're bored and you're bored, obviously, in the waiting room of a doctor's office when you're sitting there for an hour and a half. Uh, that leads to obesity. Okay, but that's it, it, usually not why children are eating, uh, you know, and snacking is because they're bored. Right. I, at least not at that age. Yes, not I mean, at that age. 14, but sure. They, yeah. I guess it's a hardcore rule that they strictly enforce. Then she said every single time they that she takes uh, any of the three kids in for a checkup, they get asked this question. Um, do you have a gun in the house? And I said, I hope you're telling them that's none of your stinking business. What did I, did I take a wrong turn here and wind up in the Soviet Union? Circa 1973? <laughs> I mean, I knew it took a little longer to get here today, but I, <laughs> but I didn't it is realize cold. I, I traveled across the continent and the ocean. In, uh, and time. And <laughs> time. Um, so they do this handout called the, it's Cook Children's. And they do a uh, handout called Bright Futures Wait, Parent Handout. Wait, this is handout. in Texas? Yeah, this is Texas. 
This is uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area of Texas. And uh, this little section of the handout says, never have a gun in your home. If you must have a gun, store it unloaded and locked with the ammunition locked in a separate place from the gun. Shut up! So when a when a burglar intrudes in your home at three in the morning, <laughs> yes. you just have to say, wait a minute, hang on. I'm hang on. getting into my gun safe now. Wait a minute, it's two turns to the right. And, and, okay. and now I gotta get into my I've got the bullets in the other room. Can right. you just hold on a second here? Oh my gosh. Uh, a, lo- a, a a gun unloaded without the bullets. Can you imagine and the that? bullets in the other room? There it's of no use. No use. You might as well just throw a lamp at the person. <laughs> right. I mean it's of right. no use. Since when did doctor's office, maybe I'm behind the time and maybe everybody does this, but I can't imagine that doctors do it and doctors in Texas do this. Tell you to not own a gun and then tell you, but if you must, I, I mean, that's unbelievable. It's none of your business and I'm not, uh, I, I'm not storing my bullets in a separate place from the gun. May I, may I take you someplace kind of fun and interesting? Uh, there is, cause we're, you know, who's pushing this kind of stuff? The Uber left. Yes. And who's the hero of the Uber left right now? Of course, it's AOC. Ugh. Right. Okay. AOC. Mm-hmm. And we have to call her AOC now. Uh, so, uh, Ocasio-Cortez is the left's... Uh, Sarah pa- no, Sarah, North Star, right? Yeah. And the Sarah Palin on stupid steroids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's not getting any heat. I want to take you back to SNL and watch the monitors. Listen, you know, if you're in the, listening in on radio, but if you happen to be watching, uh, watch the screen. This is SNL in 2011 with a character. If she doesn't look, sound, and and speak almost like it's an Ocasio Cortez character. I don't know what it is. Watch. Here with her opinions is the girl you wish hadn't, you hadn't started a conversation with at a party. Hey, Seth. Welcome back. All right. Well, thank you. So are you excited about the holidays? Excited? I'm repulsed, Seth. All this commercialism around Christmas, it's an outrage. It's a tragedy. It's like, what are we even doing? And like, why? And like, don't. Now you really seem like you're in the Christmas spirit. You mean the Christmas spirit? Oh, right. You don't care about Jesus because you worship Hallmark. Oh, boy. You need to wake up and smell the music, Seth. There are homeless people out there who can't even pay their mortgages. Is that what George Washington had in mind when he started America? It's like, read something, Sam. Learn a book. Learn it? Fact. For every five people who are hungry, there are five people who are too full. It's like, switch stomachs. And fact. For every four men, there are two women. And that's just supposed to be acceptable? No. <laughs> we need bipartisanships. Bipartisanships? Like ships that are bipartisan? Like ships that are bipartisan? 
You need to grow up, Seth. Because there are some people in Africa right now where it's like, no. Also, I'm sorry. Why can't Secret Santa just be openly gay? <laughs> Hello, it's 2010. Hold on. Hold on. This is not my phone. Okay. Stop. Can I do a minstrel show real quick? No. Okay, fine. You're reverse racist. That's even worse. Ingrid! Ingrid! I hate her. Stop. What'd you ask for for Christmas? I don't want to tell you. Would you relax? I'm just asking what you want for Christmas. Okay, well, I was hoping to get the new iPad. I asked for an end to genocide. (laughs) (laughs) That is AOC. Tell me, tell me that that if she were on the other side, if that character wouldn't be on every single week. Oh, yeah. That is Cortez. That's that's what they did to Mm -hmm. Sarah Palin. Okay, obviously, obviously Cortez is not, well, okay, I can't say she's not that stupid, but I don't, I don't have verification that, I haven't done an IQ test. It does seem like that character goes further into depth on many issues than (laughs) Ocasio-Cortez, I'll say that. All right. Let me tell you about X chair. X chair is the uh, chair that we're sitting in right now, and it's a great, great chair. Um, You know, if you kick back in this chair, it is more comfortable. I mean this sincerely. It is more comfortable than most recliners I have ever sat in. It perfectly fits your body, uh, and it has the support exactly where you need it. It's really super comfortable uh, and pretty darn stylish as well. So X chair. They're launching a new model, which is for a limited time only, available only to this audience at xchairbeck.com. The Super X chairs have lots of adjustments that allow anybody to, you know, really dial in the absolute perfect fit. But I have to tell you, the X chair basic, I mean, it does a lot of the same stuff. And I mean, you're talking about you're talking about a chair that could go to Mars with the with the, uh, you know, Super X chair. This one will take you to the moon and back, and you are completely comfortable. It's X Chair Basic. Do it now. Go to X Chair. Uh, that's X Chair Beck.com. X Chair B-E-C-K.com. Use the promo code Beck. You're going to get $100 off plus a free footrest. It's 844 4X Chair or X Chair Beck.com. Promo code Beck. Welcome to the program. I'm so glad you're here. Um, uh, last night on the Blaze TV, there was a new show that premiered. It's Chad Prather called Humor Me. It is well worth your time to see. He talked about masculinity and the difference between men and boys. But uh, he had Larry Gatlin on and John Rich, uh, both you know pretty big country music legends. Uh, and they're just sitting at this this bar uh, and they're talking about what it may what it means to be a man. Uh, and it is it's really refreshing because you do not see it, but it's everything you learn. If you were if you were raised by a good man, whether it was your father or anybody else, if you were raised by a good man. It's everything you remember them telling you when you were a kid. Uh, and it's really good. It's called Humor Me. Uh, and by the way, John Rich does a song at the end that he's never performed before. Yeah. So right? he never performed it. 
Um, so it's a, it's about a son too. It's 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 you know really nice, uh, yeah. really cool moment. Uh, uh, humor me. You can find it at the blazetv dot com slash beck blazetv dot com slash beck promo code beck. You'll save ten percent. I don't know if they uh, didn't have time to cover it, but for some reason they didn't get into the fact that they're privileged because they're cisgendered. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe they just ran out of time it's on, on the show. Yeah. Um, because I know Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has been mm-hmm. all over this, yeah, and she we, has. we have a clip of her talking about her privilege. Well, go ahead. Every single person in this country can acknowledge some privilege of some t- of some type. You know, right. mm-hmm. I'm a cisgendered woman. I will mm. never know mm. the trauma of mm. feeling like I'm not born in the right body, mm-hmm. and that that is a privilege that I have, mm-hmm. no matter how poor. I, my family was when I was born. Oh, um, but it's really hard for some people to admit that they, you know, it, it's part of this weird American dream mythology that we ah, have. Mythology that, for a lot of in a lot of circumstances, isn't as true or isn't as uh, clearly communicated as we'd like for it to be. Right. She's, we wish it was. She's just, she's just a, she takes a big handful of words and I just know. throws them out there in any particular I order. I love it. I love it. I mean, I she is a a wonderful gift, she is a to gift. Republicans. She is. She, she is. is a gift to the free market. It is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's uh, a gift to the free market. Um, we also want to tell you that coming up in just a few minutes is John McAfee. Uh, I don't, this is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I have no idea how this thing is going to is is going to go. No idea. Um, John is the guy who did you know the the, the protection for you know computers for so McAfee long antivirus, yeah. right? And and you know him from that, but he is he's also led a very interesting <laughs> very interesting life, uh, including what some say was murder. Um, uh, an entire country says it's murder. Yeah, yes, uh, uh, and it, it's 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 very. He's just a bizarre dude. Now he he ran for president mm-hmm. uh, last time in sixteen, and um, for the Libertarian Party. Mm-hmm. And um, and when he ran when he ran for president, he didn't he didn't win that nomination, um, but he ran. And uh, one of the things he ran on was uh, I don't pay taxes, and I haven't paid taxes in eight years. And that was interesting uh, to hear at the time from a presidential candidate. Uh, But he says that uh, he's doing it because it'll show them that Bitcoin uh, doesn't belong to them. Now, as much as I'd like him to win on that argument, I don't think he's going to. But I I appreciate the efforts. But uh, he kept saying, you know, go ahead, arrest me, arrest me. They're not going to arrest me. Well, they uh, they put a grand jury together and they were going to arrest him. Uh, and that's when he got onto a yacht. Now, this is like three weeks ago. Uh, he got onto a yacht and he said he is going to go into exile and he's going to run a presidential candidate uh, his candidacy in 2020 in exile from Venezuela. And he said he was just going to Venezuela where he could be left alone. That is something he announced huh? about four days before Maduro uh, was uh, under attack. And he's been live tweeting this entire journey. It's fascinating. Yeah. So he's on a yacht somewhere in the Gulf Coast, I would imagine. Right? We don't know exactly. I doubt he's going to tell us. Yeah, I don't think Probably he's shouldn't. going to tell us. Right. Uh, but uh, from his yacht... Uh, John McAfee is going to join us and uh, and we'll hear about, you know, his plight, what he's really doing and um, and what what his presidential 
plan is, uh, especially now with Maduro. I can't wait to hear his uh, point of view on on Maduro and who's on the right side with that. John McAfee in exile next. Uh, let's talk to you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Relief Factor. Uh, we've seen it in operation here in the uh, studios for about four years. People who have bad backs, people who, you know, have an injury from, you know, sports or whatever. They've taken Relief Factor and found relief. I have I have found long term relief from pain. What you do is you take it three times a day. In fact, uh, it's this. You take these three times a day. In fact, I haven't taken mine yet this morning. Uh, and uh, and you will find uh, relief. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more month after month after month. Four key ingredients that helps your body's fight against inflammation. And that's where all of our pain really comes from. Call 800-583-84, 800-583-84, or just go to relieffactor.com. Try their quick start and get out of pain now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So this is a first in my 40-year career. It may be a first on radio. It may be a first in all of human existence. I'm going to interview a U.S. citizen that is currently sought by U.S. authorities who's now living in hiding somewhere on a yacht in international waters. Okay, that sounds pretty interesting just there. But he also says he's going to run for the presidency of the United States. I think that's another first. But let's stop. Let's not stop there. He's going to run his campaign in exile. Another first. And the exile, he says, is going to be in Venezuela. We're breaking all kinds of records today. John McAfee joins us in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All righty. Uh, I want to talk to you about 23andMe. 23andMe is a way to check uh, your, your DNA. Now, DNA uh, is not just for, you know, genealogy. It, DNA also can be used, 23andMe, to check for, you know, uh, things that you might be susceptible to, to uh, having. Uh, you might, you, you're going to find out some things um, about yourself that instead of living in fear, you can just so, oh, you know what, this is what's happening or this is what could and I can change my lifestyle and avoid some of those things. You're going to learn about your health. You're going to learn about your traits and you're going to learn about your ancestry with 23andMe. They test now for 125 personalized insights. I'm I'm really excited because my family and I have done this. Um, one of the reasons is uh, my health. And the other reason is for my uh, my son, who's adopted. I can't wait to see his roots. Buy your DNA kit now at 23andMe.com slash back. That's 23andMe.com slash back. 23, the number 23andMe.com slash back. Join me on this journey now. Better health and bigger families. 23andMe.com slash back. (laughs) 
Over the past decade, we've been privy to a a golden age of marketing and advertising and publicity. And we've seen some pretty impressive campaigns that without them, the brands we know of today might not still be around. Uh, Apple dared us to be the crazy ones, followed it with Think Different, and Apple exploded. Tinder created their dating app and uh, then sent their co-founder directly to college frats and sororities all over the country to kick it off. Which brings me to another bold marketing campaign. A guy who has decided to run for president of the United States and his campaign slogan is, don't vote for me. Okay. Okay. He says the two-party system created a voting process, which is an illusion, and a government that fluctuates between two extremes, and each extreme annulling any process, a progress made by the opposition in the prior administration. It's a government gone insane, and we're powerless to create any real change if we are continuing this system. He believes in small government, personal autonomy, and he thinks that Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will one day be the major catalyst for shrinking the federal government. His name is John McAfee, and he decided to make his case for small government on the run from federal authorities. Uh, He is now joining us uh, on a yacht somewhere in international waters uh, where he is on the run from U.S. authorities. Welcome to the program, John McAfee. Well, thank you very much, Glenn. But my first question is, are we under FCC rules? Yes, we are. We're live on the air. Okay, well, good. Because I've, all the banned words I have alternatives for, and I try on every radio show to use all of them. They're far worse than the banned words. So, Oh, boy. Now, why would you do this to me? We don't, we don't want to be on the run from authorities. <laughs> no, 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 no. You won't get fined. You won't get fined, uh-huh. I don't think. I mean, for example, last night we were at the bar here. I don't, I don't, I don't. And everybody was gone, and I porked my wife on, on the pool table. So. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Now, John, let's have a, <laughs> let's, let's have a conversation. Be. First of all, why are you on the run from the authorities? Oh, my God, it's a long story, Glenn. Um, right now, on the 22nd of January, the IRS convened a grand jury. Uh, charging myself, my wife, uh, Janice, and four of my campaign workers with unspecified crimes, but we were the subjects of the grand jury. Uh, I found I found out about it way in advance and was verified by two of my lawyers who had received subpoenas. I'm not sure it was legal that they they sent me information that they you know that they had been subpoenaed. Uh, one was a real estate attorney and another was a trust attorney. So on the 22nd, they did in fact convene a grand jury. I've heard nothing. Now, I did leave the country and uh, <clears throat> declared that a grand jury would be convened on the 22nd. So maybe the prosecutor, you know, got the indictment and is keeping it secret, or maybe they're still deliberating. Again, I do not know what the charges are other than they have to be felonies. We do not convene grand juries for misdemeanors. Now, you uh, you claim you haven't paid income taxes, and I believe you, uh, in eight years. That's correct. But that, that's not a crime, sir. Um, uh, if committing fraud, lying, for example, about income taxes. But if I didn't say anything, I could not lie. I just didn't file. Right. But you've made money in the last well, eight. Maybe, 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 maybe not. I mean, I haven't added it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Here you go. Okay. Well, you're on a yacht right now. Well, well you know, I mean... It's hard to say what a person's net worth is with all these complex arrangements. Sure. 
ownership and loans and what have you. Sure. sure. Uh, you're also a, bel- a big believer in cryptocurrency. So does your I am. your far your fight against the uh, IRS. Uh, the way I understood it was it was about cryptocurrency. And you said, you know, that's beyond your jurisdiction. But but a is that true? And and B, does that also then include, you know, treasury notes and and, and cash and, and digits in the in the regular uh, non-virtual well, world? Well, I think it was crypto that did, in fact, get me in trouble. But I haven't I have not paid taxes in eight years because I don't believe that income taxes are legal. They are unconstitutional. Um, we had no income taxes prior to the Civil War. Um, and and suddenly in 1913, this monumental weight is dropped on our shoulders where we now have to work for the government for a period of time every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's basically slavery. And this is a libertarian, well, sort of an extreme libertarian view. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I'm a libertarian yeah. and... And I don't like income tax, and I want it cut, and I want it reversed. And I agree with you on 1913. Where did all of this come from? However, I still pay income tax. So, and you're, you're free to do so. Right. I mean, we're all adults in this world. Sure. Uh, but, but I'm out saying, you know, income taxes are illegal. I'm paying them. Oh, good God. Why don't we walk the walk? For me. Okay, so you are um, uh, y- you are on the run, and and what was striking to me is I, I watched your first video from from the yacht, and uh, you laid out your case and why you were leaving, and you said you were going to Venezuela, and and you were the first to come to mind when I saw the riots in Venezuela, and uh, what's what's coming. You said you were going to run your presidential campaign, which we'll get to here in a second, from uh, from Venezuela. Well, yes, I did say that. And I did say I was also off the coast of Nova Scotia for a while. Uh, I'm a computer security expert. Um, the greatest um, talent a person can have is uh, disinformation. I was leaving the United States. I had no idea whether you know, the IRS was trying to stop me or what have you. And so I, I just laid a false trail. I am, in fact, and I've already told people now, in Georgetown in the Exumas in the Bahamas. It's a town of 900 people. I've been here dozens of times before. I know everyone. And um, I have a Bahamian attorney who will, (coughs) if the IRS tries to uh, extradite me, we will hear my case. All U.S. extradition treaties exclude political crimes or crimes that might be politically motivated. Now, if this is not a politically motivated crime, I don't know what is. I've been doing keynote speeches all over the world uh, saying that when privacy coins and distributed exchanges mesh together and people begin to use them, governments will no longer be able to collect income taxes, unless everybody is honest and said, yeah, I made you know, $300 million this year, which I do not believe. So, and, and, and I further say, and this is a good thing, and then I go on to say there is nothing that governments can do about it. There is no physical, mathematical, legal way to stop this from happening. It's a new technology. So I promote this really. I think it is good. I don't believe in income taxes, so of course this is good. Well, the IRS does believe in income taxes, <laughs> and I am the tallest tree in the forest yelling, so 
they they figure if they cut me down, it'll send a wave of fear throughout the uh, the rest of the cryptoverse. In any case, my Bahamian attorney says no problem. Okay, well, I mean, your Bahamian attorney, I'm not. I'm not necessarily uh, buying into because you said you were into disinformation and you, the story you tell us about being in the Bahamas is exactly what someone would say, trying to disinform <laughs> that you were off the coast of uh, Venezuela. So, <laughs> you know, the, the, story does, the story does hang together. Does it, not yeah, it does. It does. It does. <laughs> so, uh, so John, uh, I want to talk to you about the specifics of your campaign uh, and your campaign slogan. Uh, we're going to take a one-minute break for a commercial, and you can get some of those words out, uh, you know, on your own. Uh, but let me tell you about our sponsor this half. Uh, our sponsor the half hour is Relief Factor. If you're in constant pain, move past it. You can move past it. There is life beyond pain. You don't have to live with it anymore. Um, Relief Factor at relieffactor.com has the answer for 70% of the people who try it. So what I like about this is it it doesn't work for everybody. There's 30% that doesn't work for. But 70% of the people who try Relief Factor find the relief and go on to order more month after month. Now, they ask you to try it for three weeks because in three weeks you're going to know. And in three weeks, if you're seeing results, order more. If you're not, stop taking it because it's not going to work. But it works for me, and it works for a ton of people that I know. Again, 70% of the people who try it go on to order more every single month. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Call them now at 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. John McAfee's uh, slogan as he's running for president is don't vote for me. So is this a serious run for camp for president? Well, that's a difficult question. I ran in 2016 uh, under the libertarian banner. I don't think any candidate was serious. Do you actually believe, sir, that any libertarian had a chance of winning in 2016 or would have a chance of winning? In 2020, I actually do, but not the can. I actually do, but not the way this the the system is working now, and the candidates that they they necessarily run. But even if they ran Jesus himself, the two party system, which controls everything, just won't allow it. Well, I have to tell you that if it was Jesus, he actually controls everything. So I think he'd be able to short circuit. But other than Jesus, you may be right. Maybe. Well, he reports to God. But anyway, so we we would have these debates. And people would say, Mr. McAfee, what will you do when you're first day in office? And on the last debate, I finally said I had enough. I said, listen, I'm not going to have a first day in office. None of us are going to have a first day in office. Do you see how silly we look to the world that we're actually believing we might get elected to presidency? It's not going to happen. Let's do something else, please. And you can run. We can change people's minds. In all truth, I think that the campaigning for presidency changes America far more than selecting a president. Because when you select a president that person becomes bound 
tied and beholden to the establishment which created his position. So I, I, I don't want to be president. I want the stage. And so, so John, I, I actually think a lot of Americans agree with that. Um, and, and I think that that is the, the people are changing and starting to turn against the system itself, which I think in itself is healthy. It's what George Washington begged Americans to do in his farewell address. Stay away from the two-party system. Um, yes. So, I, I mean, I think there, that we, we are on the, the verge of profound change in everything, in governments, in borders, in money, finance, technology, communication, everything is going to change by 2030. Well, I agree. Uh, do you know any millennials, for example? One of my, my campaign workers is a millennial, and she convinced me to use an avi, an avatar, for my picture. Well, I wasn't happy, so I had half real, half avatar. I probably got 2,000 people going, he's got an obvious, I'm going to vote for him. I'm serious. <laughs> it's like, it's spooky. <laughs> but, um, but here's the problem. I am a computer security expert. At least that's what they tell me. I mean, if you, if you Google cybersecurity legend, I'm the only person who shows up in the top 100 results. So I must know something. What I do know is, we don't know the truth. I mean, people ask, what would you do to fix this problem, fix that problem? Do we know what that problem is? No, sir. I mean, we are given a baby food by our government, laced with some sort of strange hallucinogenic, which makes us believe everything we're told. But it's not true. Hey, hey, hold, on, not hold on, hold on, hold on. Talking to you, I don't know if you mean things literally or not. Do you, I'm sorry? Do you, I don't know if you meant that literally or not. No, I did not. No, sir. I did not mean that literally. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not that, I'm not that crazy. Okay, I, mean, I just yeah, wanted to know. I mean, well, I, let I me ask I'm you this smart. question. Let me ask you yeah. this question. You you made a statement, I think, about a year ago about having your way with a whale. Uh, and it, 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 was that uh, just a shock thing, or is that real? Please, God, would you consider how on earth? With a person, I mean, and the whale I, I described was a humpback, you know, seventy thousand pounds, fifty feet long. How how would you actually accomplish that, and why? Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know with you. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. God Almighty, sir! If I was going to have sex with an animal, I think the whale would be the last I would choose. And I have no interest in any animal. Okay, good. I just, it's good to hear. It's good to hear. I just glad we could clear that up. I'm glad we could clear that up. I, I, I I see how you make points, but not everybody necessarily. I'm sorry. Not everybody necessarily, uh, thinks that you're just making a point. Well, here's the point. The point I'm making is how gullible are we, people? I thought, well, how many people will believe that I'm out there porking a whale? <laughs> Let's try it. But we're half of them. I'm serious. It's like, that's also very spooky. Okay, so John, so, so John we're talking to John uh, McAfee. Can we talk a little bit about cybersecurity here and the real problem? I, 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 I fear that... Uh, voices are going to be snuffed out they already are um but a a basic um digital ghettoization to where you can talk all you want but but you're behind a wall created by google facebook yahoo you know or, or you know any of these yeah. any of these players 
Um, and I also see this merging of mainstream media along with government and these big corporations. Yes, yes, that's scary, is it not? It's scary. And you're seeing things like, you know, by the way, Alex Jones is a very good friend of mine. Mm. I don't, Sorry I don't for that. believe a sick. I, well, hang on. I don't believe a single thing that he says or believes. However, he's a party animal and he likes guns. And every time I'm with him, I have fun. So they simultaneously, on the same day, shut him down on Facebook, Twitter, not Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, and whatever else he was on. That had to be a coordinated act from yes. somebody. Should it? It wasn't it? Well, I, I, I'm not sure if, it, if so, you know, I, I stood against him being banned. I don't have any respect. I think he's a really uh, a crazy guy. Um, well, I, uh, so am I. And, and maybe you are at home. I don't know. We don't right, know each other. Right. Here. But he should not have been. He should not have been deplatformed well, like that. You, you cannot. You can't silence speech in America. Um, uh, w- with that being with that being said, I'm not sure it was coordinated as much as it as it is. The group think somebody has the balls to do it and they all kind of just group think, and yeah, we got to do that go, too. Oh yeah. YouTube does it good. We'll take our chance to do it too. I don't know, but no, that's scary. That's very scary because no matter how crazy someone is, what is, who is the judge of that insanity? I mean, as someone who is self knowledgeable to the point that they accept all of the bad things about themselves speak openly about them, have no lies, they are completely honest with everybody, they sound crazy, if you think about it. I mean, at a dinner party, people are all protected and dressed up and have a facade, and there's someone wandering around talking about things that you would never dream of talking about in public. Now, is that person crazy or just self-aware? We don't have the right to judge. John, um, it is, it's fascinating to talk to you. Um, uh, I'm glad to hear about the whale thing uh, and excited to see where you go next. We're, we're out of time, but I would like to talk to you again. Thank you so much, and, uh, you and best of luck. Don't vote for him Thank you. is the slogan, uh, and uh, his name is John McAfee. You can find him at McAfee, M-C-A-F-F-E, McAfee. 2020hq.com Fascinating. More when we come back. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Okay, so let's say you're let's say you're dating a whale. And it's your first Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You got to get them red roses, right? You got to get them roses. All right. A bouquet of roses. Now, it's a trap. If the whale says to you, no, 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 you don't need to bring me anything. You do because they will roll over and crush you. Uh, that's why you need 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers.com. Best quality roses are available right now. You can get a dozen assorted roses for nineteen ninety nine, or upgrade to two dozen assorted roses for $10 more. Told you yesterday, not going to last long. Uh, you can't get the red roses now in that special. Now, they're assorted roses. They're great. If you miss the red roses, don't miss this. 
because this isn't going to last. 1-800-Flowers.com. Get Valentine's Day under your belt now. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. Join Blaze TV. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Beck is the place to go. Use the promo code Beck and you'll save 10% off your subscription. Do it now. So we just talked to John McAfee on the Glenn Beck program. And um, there's no question he's very smart. Uh, and, 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 and I, I you know, I, I, I don't think he's a good guy. Um, but he is bringing up a lot of things that he will connect with a lot of people that are true, that are true. Uh, and, and he is a, he's just a bizarre individual who's now, I guess, I mean, from what he's saying, he hasn't heard from the government. So is there a warrant for his arrest? Who knows? You know what I mean? He's an interesting guy. He's always, I mean, he's, uh, he's engaging. And he's funny and he's smart. And so he's, he's a guy that can, he could talk about anything. If you, uh, if you live in Belize, you believe he's a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, what certainly the country's official stance on that matter. Um, but, uh, you know, he, I don't, when you listen to him talk, you don't know what to take seriously, which is part of the issue with him um, as, uh, you know, that's just it's it's hard to understand exactly mm-hmm. where he's going with things but either way he has a he he has a very interesting different perspective i i like hearing from people that that think but i think th- he's, thinking different is definitely something he does right but i think he's also thinking he is saying some of the things that a lot of people do think well i mean i certainly agree with that i want the government to be smaller i certainly yeah. would love i i mean I don't know if the income tax is unconstitutional, unfortunately, because of the 16th Amendment, but I would love to see it go away. Yeah, and I don't even mean that. I mean uh, that this system is broken. It doesn't work with the two-party system Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, we're being being lied to. The corporations of, you know, Amazon, uh, Google, Apple, Facebook, those kinds of uh, corporations are becoming very, very spooky. Uh, and they're starting to work with the government, and uh, we we don't even know what's true anymore. I, I mean, I think he spoke some truth uh, yeah, on they that. Did relatively well in the primary in 2016 for the Libertarians. I think he finished third mm-hmm. uh, in that race. So yeah, that's pretty good for a guy who mm-hmm. a country claims is a murderer. Yeah, and other people think <laughs> is absolutely out of their mind nuts. Yeah, but I mean, he's drawing attention to a lot of, uh, of you know, I mean, obviously he's big into the cryptocurrency thing, which mm-hmm. uh, you know has a lot of possibility. Um, but I mean, you see this technology as it develops, it, you know, the crazier and crazier things happening. There's a new video out today with uh, uh, it's another new deep fake. We've talked about deep fakes for a while where they can p- place someone else's face on a different body and make them kind of say whatever they want. The new one is Jennifer Lawrence uh, after the Golden Globes, I think. Yes. Talking um, with Steve Buscemi's face. It now, is. That sounds like a joke, uh, which, you know, it was intended to be. However, it looks so real and so weird. Now, I, I, I want you to remember that when I started talking about deep fakes three years ago, maybe four, um, they were so bad yeah. that it, it, it everybody thought this is, you know, crazy. Uh, and I said, the algorithm is going to get better and better and better. And when we first talked about it, it was large servers that could do this. It was, it was companies that could do this in process. Mm-hmm. Then about two years ago, they released the algorithm to be able to do it yourself. 
And now people are starting to do it. And the the algorithm is getting better. And the processing time is becoming uh, almost in real time. And by 2020, mark my words, deep fake. You say, what do you think about deep fakes today? No, no, you're talking about yeah. 99% of the people will have no idea what you're talking about. But it's a word that by 2020 and certainly by the election, everyone will know. Everyone by the time of the election, everyone will know deep fake and be talking about it. The um, the ability to put horrible things out into our system and make people look like they're saying or doing anything right now, you're doing it for shock value. You're putting people in pornos that were never in pornos or in this case, Jennifer Lawrence uh receiving i think her golden globe and it's steve buscemi's face yeah you know that's not real Mm -hmm. but when you watch it again the algorithm in 12 months will will double so it will be much better than this in 12 months imagine something that is just slightly tweaked or something that you have seen and then the mics are off and you see the president caught on some other mic saying something else mm-hmm. that seems like imagine. Remember when when uh, Putin and uh, not Putin, but uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, it was Obama and the Russian representative. Russian, yeah, Russian. Medvedev? Pri- yeah, Medvedev, yeah. the prime minister at the time. Remember when he leaned over and said, look, we can take care of some stuff. I just need to get past the election. Please pass, pass it on to Vlad. Um, and everybody, well, no, people on the right were upset about that. What did that mean? Imagine that same scenario where you just insert the words and you can see President Trump's mouth moving, saying the words. And by the way, uh, we need to get some more deep fakes out or we need to get some more information on Hillary. That's enough. Yeah, I mean, that's I, enough. Thank, by the way, thanks for protecting us in that uh, Russia investigation. Correct. I mean, who only knows what they could throw in there? Right. You could throw anything. And this is going to affect the world and could cause war. It, yeah. Interestingly, I, I mean, because this video that's out today is basically it's not even worth playing on radio because it's a visual thing. It's your it's actually Jennifer Lawrence's voice. But the video itself is so convincing that it looks like this woman that looks like steve buscemi is saying it i mean it looks legitimately you can't even see the the difference we oddly just run it in the background please while we're talking about it so anybody who's watching that is stunning it really is it looks just it's jennifer lawrence's body um her hair is that what her hair looked like that day Uh, her hair and steve buscemi and you (laughs) cannot tell where one begins and the other ends it is perfect yeah and it's i mean this is a, again we're early in this technology oddly glenn when you if you ever do anything with audio and video you know the file size and the processing capacity needed yes. for audio is way way less uh-huh. like so you can send a giant audio file at, you know it's the same size as a very small video file um, the processing to render a video file is much much uh, slower and but the video is already all the way there the audio, I have still not seen a completely convincing, or excuse me, heard a completely convincing either. audio version. That's the only. That's the only thing we're waiting for, though. Yeah. If you Once want to say, get, yeah. what, and that will happen. Oh, and that's easier. Yeah. I mean, what, it's easier to do audio because the file size is so much smaller. Yeah. 
And that's going to happen soon. And once the once the audio is perfected, it's over. It's lights out. And it's lights out on a couple of things. A, if you don't know how to find the truth, we're doomed because it will be released by most likely a foreign government. Imagine what Russia could do. Russia wants, uh, you know, uh, Kamala Harris uh, to uh, not win or Donald Trump not to win. What are they sitting around right now thinking? What do we have them do in this situation? Because we know this is going to be ready by to the 2020 election. What do we release right before October 2020? What do we do? They have to come out with something that would disrupt the election and would be so convincing that even when it is exposed, the other people who are against say, "Uh, no, I saw it with my eyes. I saw it. And they're not there. They don't believe it. And that's the thing. When you have a campaign, the, the successful audio tape that comes out is one that furthers uh, a belief yes. that most people have. For example, yes. uh, Mitt Romney, oh, he's just a rich guy, doesn't care about anyone. The 47% tape comes out. It furthers people's belief, right? They already believed he was kind of like, oh, he's only for rich people. Then they hear the 47% tape, and they're like, see, it's proof, and it became a big issue. Hillary's, uh, Hillary's emails and her controversy in the FBI investigation 10 days before the election is similar. People, it, that only worked because people already believed she was corrupt. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they were there. And then here's another piece of evidence beating me over the head. And the same thing and, with with Donald Trump on the Hollywood access, uh, Hollywood. access Hollywood. Right. You we didn't even see him like say it. Correct. Right. Imagine if you did see him say that or something worse or him admitting. Let's just say they, people already think uh, it's bad. Uh, let's just say there's another tape that comes out. It's a deep fake from some other country that doesn't want Donald Trump to win that has him admitting to a sexual assault and it's completely convincing. Mm -hmm. Now, sure, you might be able to track down and believe it didn't happen. First of all, is the media going to do that for you? I mean, no, I don't think so. Maybe the New York Times tries to investigate it. And let's just say the Times comes out and says it's not real. Still, gigantic portions of the country will see that tape. It will be the only thing they see and they will just believe it's real. And the same thing can happen. I mean, think about this honestly. Think about it for a second, honestly. If you're in the middle of a campaign, you're two weeks before this campaign, and it's Donald Trump versus Kamala Harris, and we get an audio tape or a videotape, excuse me, where you see her mouthing all the words where she says, you know what? If I ever become president, I'm going to make this country into the socialist country as fast as I possibly can, and I will work, you know, like whatever it is, something that that, that kind of... Uh, furthers what you already believe about her, that she's a leftist, right? Mm -hmm. And she wants to do these things, and she's only doing bits and pieces Mm -hmm. where she can. Mm -hmm. It would be difficult to to believe it wasn't real. Your eyes are telling you it's real. Your ears are telling you it's real. Everything you know about her says that that's probably what she thinks behind the scenes anyway. People are going to believe it, whether it's real or not. Think about that on the other side. Factor in Trump derangement syndrome with it. And yeah. these things could be a huge factor in 2020 imagine, and beyond. Imagine somebody uh, uh, having Trump where uh, he says, look, you know, uh, we just have to we just have to do this and this and this uh, because I need to build Trump Tower in uh, in Russia. So I don't really care. Let Russia let Russia take Germany. Let Russia take Europe. Hey, just just think of this. Let them have the pipeline. Let them go in and do these things. You get you you can do it beyond just an election. It could start a global yeah, war yeah. 
because you'd have the president saying something. And, and then what does that do for trust? And what does that do for, I didn't say that. Or imagine in a world of deep fakes, that Access Hollywood tape comes out. All you have to say is, didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And now you don't know. Now you don't know if it happened or not. What's incredible to me is back in the 90s, I was really into technology and the futurist uh, Ray Kurzweil. And I remember saying to Stu, um, uh, soon, soon, I, I, a couple of things that came true that we never really have talked about was there's just going to be download times. It's a show or a season's going to just come out and it'll be, you know. <laughs> Thursday, uh, you know, Friends is coming on. This is what was on TV at the time. And you just download it. So you just watch it whenever you want. Yeah, which and is amazing. Now the whole season's do that. Correct. That, yeah. That's the way it is. I also said there's going to come a time where you will not be able to believe your eyes and ears because they're going to be able to, uh, to develop video of things and people that they did and never said or did those things. But you will not be able to believe your eyes. Stu, how weird is it that, A, we're sitting at 2020, which seemed like a wild time <laughs> at flying cars when we were talking about it, and now here it is. It's here. It's here. It's here. I mean, and it's here at a consumer app level, not a government level. They're doing this with consumer apps you can get on Reddit. You can go on Reddit and find out exactly how to do these things for very... Any any schlub can do it. Imagine what a government could do with it. Imagine what a political operative could do with it. Unbelievable. What does David Brock do with technology like this? Right? God only knows what kind of stuff they'll try to pull. We are going to have to be diligent. And this is why we need media sources you can trust. You need them now. Because if you don't know where to track down the truth on this stuff, you're going to have no freaking idea. Mm. Okay, more in uh, just a second. Also, Bill O'Reilly is joining us in about 10 minutes. He can't come on tomorrow, so we're going to put him on uh, next hour, and we're going to get the uh, state of affairs with Bill O'Reilly coming up. I want to tell you a little bit about selling your home. Um, My wife and I developed with my brother, uh, realestateagentsitrust.com, and uh, that is something that was born out of frustration because my wife and I had a hard time knowing who we should get to sell our house, and you know, we just ended up asking a friend to do it. Was that the right person? I don't know. It took forever. What was the plan to sell the house? It was balloons and, you know, an open house. And I'm going to run some more. That, what kind of balloons know. do they go with? That's the big choice you got to make. And uh, I'm just going to have another open house for all the real estate agents. Uh, wait, you already, you've done that. Is that the best? Is that what you got? How do you sell your home? And how do you know who the right person is to help sell your home? Do you have the right price on your home? Do you have the right marketing for your home? Those are things that you don't know, but I've learned, and realestateagentsitrust.com, we know, and we now go out and we find the best real estate agents in your area. They don't work for us. We just find the best ones that have the best track record and have really solid ethics. They're fans of the show, just like you, so you're going to have a lot in common, and you're going to get your whole home sold fast on time and for the most amount of money. And if you're moving, they will help you do that as well. Find a real estate agent that you can trust at realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Bill O'Reilly's joining us uh, here in just a few minutes. Day early for Bill this week. Yeah. So, so you want to get that out of the way, you know? So you just get it to the side. You don't have to deal with them later, you know? It's the best way to do it. That's how I found. Just talking about these deep fakes, and I, I'll tell you, um, 
What do you think something, uh, what do you think somebody like um, David Brock from Media Matters would do with this? Do you think they're capable of doing, especially anybody who believes ends justify the means? Yeah. But Roger Stone, what do you think he would do with that technology? I mean, I hate to say this, but what would CNN? I mean, what would CNN dismiss? I don't think CNN would do it, but what would they dismiss if they had just a feeling that maybe that's not right? Look what they did with this kid in, in exactly DC. right, right? They, they had, just they, they had video that wasn't altered that showed that the kid did nothing, and they still keep reporting it that way. NBC. Right. Even afterwards, multiple days afterwards, interviewed both of them, asked the kid whether he should apologize and whether he would, whether and the Native American whether he'd forgive the kid. We all saw the freaking video. What the hell are you talking about? Imagine what they'll do with deep fakes. Yeah. And and how does a society survive when you have no idea what the truth is, and and many times the truth is being squashed because of the state in bed with giant corporations. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenbeck program. Evil is sweeping the planet. Socialism is sweeping the planet. Anti-Semitism is sweeping the planet. Corruption is sweeping the planet. They're all connected. (laughs) They're all connected to Marx and Lenin. It happens every time Marx and Lenin are are starting to be uh, held up as fine examples of a society that we could live in. But there's also some strange pressure from places we used to be able to trust. For instance, Venezuela. The Pope hasn't decided if Maduro is a good guy or a bad guy. How's that possible? Comments from the one, the only, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. We get them a day early in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, You going outside... Stu, for anything, if you're living in Chicago right now? Absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe to take a plane so I don't no longer live in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Where was the listener? We had a listener send us a picture uh, yeah. of... It was in Chicago, too. Uh, of their doorknob in Chicago. Yeah, and the doorknob had, like, ice crystals on it, and it was, you know, frozen, which you maybe you'd expect, except that this was the inside part of the door handle. It had actually frozen from the outside, through the door, and it frozen the inside of the doorknob. That is, I mean, I saw this when the when the water started coming in into the library. Remember that in New York, <laughs> and everything just froze right in the, away. In the documentary, the day after tomorrow. Yes, yes you saw it. I saw that. Yeah, that global was, warming. Wow. It's bad. It's really run into bad. libraries when it gets cold. That's what we know. Immediately run mm-hmm. into a library. You can burn the books, which I love. That was my favorite part. <laughs> they burned the books. Anyway, um, you're gonna need uh, some. Uh, some emergency supplies at some point in your life. If you're living in Chicago or really any place where they're having 20 below and you're running low in the pantry, I got to believe you're going, I should have gone to my Patriot supply. There's a good example. 
My Patriot Supply, right now, they have the final week of this deal's the special offer, four-week food kit that averages 2,000 calories a day. You can go to preparewithglenn.com, save $100 today. Four weeks of food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, last up to 25 years. It's actually really good, too. You can find it at preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com, or call 800-200-7163, 800-200-7163. Preparewithglenn.com. Welcome to the program, Bill O'Reilly. And Bill, I want to start with this audio from the um, the governor of Virginia yesterday on WTOP Radio. Listen. When we talk about third trimester uh, abortions, these are done uh, with the consent uh, of, obviously, the, the mother, with the consent uh, of the physicians, more than one physician, by the way. Um, and it's done in cases where there may be severe deformities. There may be a, a, a fetus that's non-viable. So in this particular example, uh, if a mother is in labor, I can tell you exactly uh, what would happen. Um, the infant would be delivered. Uh, the infant would be kept comfortable. Uh, the infant would be resuscitated if, if that's what the uh, mother and the family desired. And then a discussion would ensue between the physicians and the mother. So, so I think this was really blown out of proportion. Uh, but again, we want the government not to be involved in these types of decisions. We want the decision to be made by uh, the the mothers and their providers. And, and this is why Julie, that legislators, most of whom are men, by the way, shouldn't be telling a woman what she should and shouldn't be doing with her body. Okay, so after a child is born, the cord is cut uh, immediately, and uh, it's no longer her body. But you'll notice, he said, the child would be kept comfortable while a discussion ensued on what to do. Bill O'Reilly. Okay. Um, When we spoke last October, when my book came out, you asked me, why did you write killing SS. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Do you remember what my answer was? Yeah, because we're seeing it happen again. I wrote it because I wanted people to understand evil, Americans particularly. All right, fast forward to this moron in Virginia who is unbelievably stupid. I have never heard a politician as ignorant as this man is. So he basically is saying, after a woman gives birth, if the woman and the doctors don't like what has come out of the womb, they can kill it, murder it. They'll discuss it, the pros and cons of, well, well, you know, Maybe the deformant, you know, might not go over too well in school. Well, you know, okay. So you're looking at yourself going, this is a lie because ultrasound now shows the baby in totality. Yep. There isn't any surprise when the baby is birthed. Correct. So the the governor of Virginia just told a lie to everybody. It's lied. All right. So what is the governor of Virginia basically saying? He's saying exactly what Joseph Mengele, the angel of death in Auschwitz, said. There's no difference. He's saying, you know, if we really, the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, 
if we don't really want to get involved, whether a mother and a doctor uh, don't believe the baby deserves to live, and uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna let that baby lie on a hospital bed, and we're gonna let the doctor drill a hole in its head because we think maybe the deformity or maybe the whatever it may be that we knew about, we already knew about that, well, we decided we're not going to do that. So barbaric doesn't even come close. This is murder. You cannot justify it in any Judeo-Christian nation. And it is happening right before our eyes. Bill. Is there any doubt if America doesn't wake up with the technology that we have, that we will be, we will be, we will bring darkness that will make the Nazis look like good guys in the end? Well, I don't know about that. Really? If do we don't wake up? Darkness is already here. Right. It's already here. It's not coming. It's already here. Let me no, give you but, another example. But if we don't wake up and shake out of it now, what depths? If this is what we're doing when we're supposedly semi-conscious, what will happen when this when there is no fight against it anymore? Well, Americans, if you look at the television ratings, which I have in the last three or four days on a almost minute-by-minute minute basis, when the abortion discussion comes on, the ratings go down big time. And that tells me that Americans are looking away. They don't want to hear this. They don't want to be involved with it. It doesn't pertain to me. I'm not going to do it. Well, I don't really care if they do it in Virginia or in New York as I live in Ohio or I live in Minnesota. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and listen to this. It's just too disturbing, too depressing. I'm going to pick up my machine and text or play a game or do what I do. That's what's happening, Beck. So in New York, the Roman Catholic governor of the state signs a law that says you can now do what the governor of Virginia wants to do in New York and we will not prosecute you, no matter what you do. So you remember this guy, Guys Nell, was a movie beta about him in Pennsylvania. An abortion doctor was basically birthing the babies and killing them. That's how he was doing it, because he was so incompetent, he couldn't do it in the womb, so he just birthed them and killed them. He went to prison. But Cuomo, knowing that, said, you know, we're not going to do that, because anything to do with abortion, even after it's birthed, is no longer a criminal statute no longer comes under the criminal justice system in the state of new york it's a civil thing that's in the law so bill so, you, you yeah. know you know that the t4 project from the nazis uh, where they were gassing the handicapped the babies anything that was that was costing the state money that was happening mainly in secret um, because the the people of Germany at first they said it was I think it was baby knock was it what, what was the name of the baby uh, Stu do you remember the first baby that was killed 
Nauer, baby Nauer, um, was killed compassionately because the the uh, because Hitler said, well, I've had my doctors look at this child and the parents are just going to go through something horrific and nobody nobody should have the kind of life that this child would have, nor should the parents have this kind of life. So we're going to compassionately put it down that opened the door to start doctors to start killing uh deformed children etc cetera, etc cetera. but there came a point and it was early on that the german people did not look away and they stood up and they said this has got to stop it was too late to really stop it but it went on even hitler came out and said you're right you're right we don't do that keep doing that guys and they did it in secret we're not even we're not even stepping up to the plate I mean, the German people at least said stop. Party, there's a political party, the Democrats, that think this is great. Well, it was the Nazis that thought it was great. The Nazis thought well, it was great. Let, let's extend it away from the Nazis into uh, China. Okay. Where they have a one-baby policy. And if you uh, have more than one baby, a state can come in and abort it. And if you secretly give birth to it, they can take the baby. Oh, they do, and they kill it. Okay. So right now on the planet, 1.5 billion people are subjected to a law. The state says, you have one baby. That's it. You any more? We're going to get rid of it. Now, we're not going to do that in America, but what we have done here is we have desensitized the 325 million Americans that are living under the Constitution desensitize them so much that the governor of Virginia can sit there in Richmond and say that, and there's not 50,000 people today out there condemning him in a demonstration. So you can get 10,000 women marchers to accuse Trump of everything under the sun, but you can't get anybody in front of the Capitals in Albany and Richmond to say, you know what? We don't really think murder is a good idea of babies. I thought really what our values are here. You can't get that. And that's a sad, sad situation that we're in here in the United States right now. The darkness is here. So, Bill, I, I, let me figure out how to phrase this to you. I, I would like your advice. Um, uh, give me a minute. I'm going to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come, because I'd like to hear your advice uh, without interruption. So stand by for just a second. Bill O'Reilly continues in one minute. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Yesterday, um, the, the report came out that the 20, I think it's 20 tons of gold, um, was loaded on a 777 in Venezuela, uh, it was a Russian jet. Looks like that gold is going to go over to Moscow. Um, Moscow is hoarding gold right now. China is hoarding gold. They're buying up whole gold mines. There, There is an Axis power that is being uh, put together now. Uh, we're headed for something nasty. Uh, and this Axis power is looking to drop the dollar and get out of the dollar as the, the world currency and also get out of the dollar as the petrodollar. That means horrible things for us. And our weakness is gold. We don't have it. Please put yourself on the gold standard. Have something. Have 
5%, 10% of what you have in gold. Diversify. Please find out if this is right for you. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. They're waiting for your call now, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. Bill O'Reilly, I'm a guy, you know, I I don't like just talking about things. It drives me nuts. Um, And when people were frustrated, um, you know, at the Tea Party time, I I sensed people felt alone and we needed to get together. And I started the 912 Project and we did that thing on the mall in Washington uh, to show that you weren't alone. Um, When I was talking to a nun who was in a container uh, uh, in in uh, Iraq and they were talking about how ISIS was killing all of these Christians. And she was living in a, in a a shipping container in the desert in August. And she said, people have to know, and we have to save these Christians. I started the Nazarene fund because I just couldn't sit around and do nothing on this bill. What, what do you do? What can, I mean, where do you even start on this? How do we get people to care? Well, I think you have to start with the Republican National Committee, the RNC, and you have to have them build into their platform for the election of 220 that um, the Republican Party stands against this and in a very explicit way. you got to start there. Because then the issue is forefront if Trump runs for re-election or whoever runs against the Democrats – this is always there. You start off every debate. Do you believe that a baby should be killed outside the womb? <clears throat> um, do you believe that's not infanticide? I mean, and so the Democratic Party is put on the defensive immediately, and then everybody in the country knows that this is a major issue. See, right now, the mainstream media, which controls the information flow in the country, doesn't cover this. You don't see a lot of coverage on television news. And, of course, the New York Times and Washington Post are thrilled that babies are killed. They like that. They want that. Uh, because that, uh, is no, that empowers women. So that empowers women. So they want that. Um, so that's the first thing you do. You've got to look at the RNC. You've got to get behind this. You've got to put in your platform. You've got to make it a presidential issue. You've got to take out ads. Where are the TV ads from the Republican Party on this? Where are they? And the Republicans don't do that. I think commentators like you and me have to let the folks know. Because I don't think the evangelicals are going to be real happy. And the Republicans absolutely need them. And the Roman Catholics, I, I, I don't even know what's going on in my religion. I, I just can't even tell you what's happening. I know they're so frightened about the scandals in the clergy that they, they won't say anything about anything because they're just afraid Uh, This is the leadership of the Catholic Church. But rank-and-file Catholics? I mean, are you not outraged? There's 35 million Catholics. Um, 35% of the population in the United States is Catholic. Oh, look what happens when the Catholic Catholic school in Covington, Kentucky, stands up. Look what they do. Look what happens to them. Well, they won, though, in the long run. It was painful to get there. But the Covington situation went the way it should have gone. Um... Yeah, but I don't think that the, the, I don't think that the families felt that they won. 
I don't think the families felt that, uh, you know. It, well, they did. If I was the and Sandman they, family, they I wouldn't feel. Call me. They won. Um, because now the credibility of the media is finished. See, BuzzFeed, that pushed it, and then Covington dropped it over the cliff. I agree. So that no, no thinking person can think that the American media is honest anymore. Nobody can do that. That's over. But as, you, but as you often point out, people aren't thinking. No, because they're distracted, because this is a real important point. Because of the technology in everybody's homes and on everybody's person, it is easy to ignore horrible things on this planet. And that's what's happening. Bill, when you look out towards the future, um, there's a story today about uh, deep fakes and... uh, we know what the press, well, I don't know what the press will do. I can only imagine uh, if this is what they do with, with when you can verify with video that these things did not happen that they're reporting and they doubled down. God only knows what they would do with anonymous sources and everything else to stop Donald Trump. Um, do, you see, do you see anything on the horizon that... Uh, shows that we are not headed for just one of the worst times in American history politically? I don't know. I have to say I'm apathetic about that in the sense that um, the polls show that Trump's core support holds uh, from about 43 to 45. That That says that all of the hatred from the media, all of the dishonesty has not shaken 43 to 45 percent of the electorate. That's pretty stunning. I think it's actually he should be down in the twenties. Yeah, where I, Nancy Pelosi is. I think he um, actually. I he think is. the media has actually helped him in some regard. Well, he's inoculated. Yeah, it's like a flu shot. Yeah. So whatever they yeah. say about him, forty-five percent of the country is going to go. We don't believe it. Yep. yep. All right. So that helps Trump, but Trump has not quite figured out that his presentation about things like abortion, um, about things like the border wall isn't crisp enough. It's not sharp enough. He's still tweeting about stupid stuff. He's got to get more focused in his message. All right, so he has a chance to be reelected. He has a chance to make that message very clear and very crisp. Um, uh, and, and, And I hope he does. I'd love to uh, take a quick break and then come back with Bill O'Reilly and hear what Bill, what you think President uh, Trump should say in the State of the Union, which is next Tuesday. What are the points he must hit? And, uh, and, and, and what do you think he's going to do uh, about these serious, serious issues that we are now facing that nobody, including the mainstream media, seem to want to talk about? More with Bill O'Reilly next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So security breaches are everywhere. We've found now that Facebook is monitoring you. Um, you you know FaceTime. Uh, if you if you if if you have FaceTime on your phone, if you have Apple. You can listen to you. Uh, it's it's amazing what is happening, and that doesn't even count the the cyber criminals that are going in trying to find everything they can about you. 
privacy is quickly becoming a thing of the past, but we need some things protected. LifeLock is there, and they have been there since the beginning. Uh, LifeLock.com, if you use the promo code BECK, you're going to save 10% on the security that, that they provide for your identity. If somebody steals your identity and puts it on the dark web, they are there to help stop it and clean it up. And there's nobody better. It's LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 10% right now. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK. Author of Killing the SS, Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Back with more analysis of the week's events in just a moment. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mr. Bill O'Reilly joins us today uh, a day early. He's not able to make it uh, tomorrow, so we wanted to get his view of the uh, events of the week. Nancy Pelosi just said that there isn't going to be any, quote, wall money in the new budget. Uh, Donald Trump is now blaming Paul Ryan for the failure of the border, and 72% uh, people in a new poll say Trump and Congress will fail to reach a border deal. What does that mean for the election after you tell me? What do you think the president should say and do during the State of the Union next Tuesday? All right, but you didn't ask me why I'm not uh, coming on tomorrow and why I had to be there. You didn't, you didn't even ask me. Well, I didn't think that affected the American people, you know, the folks. Uh, but it might. <laughs> I have to go to Washington tomorrow. What for? And uh, a very secret thing. Well, then why would you bring it up? It's kind of like because if you're going to... want to... If you're I, gonna, wa- I want to um, titillate the audience because I'll tell you next week. No, yeah, okay. Well, you know, next time you have gum, right. bring enough for the whole class. Go ahead. Oh man! All right. <laughs> um, State of the Union address. Yes. Um, number one, it mm. kicks off Donald Trump's re-election campaign, so the speech will be a campaign speech. Number two, expect stunting by the Democrats. You remember when Barack Obama gave a speech, uh, I think it was a guy's name was Wilson from North Carolina, he yep. yelled out, liar, remember that? Yep. Uh, he got vilified by everybody. Um, I don't think anything that bad is going to happen, but they're going to make faces. Well, the, the House, uh, there, is a, be, there is a House Democrat that did invite one of the illegal immigrants who was fired from yeah, the yeah, be all Trump National Golf Course. Stuff, so, and the media is yeah. going to lap that up. Yes. And remember, Nancy Pelosi sits behind Trump, so you're going to be able to see her throughout the whole speech. Oh, my gosh. Now, I assume there's going to be a lot of... I don't know if she can cut through the Botox to make the faces. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know about that. It's like a solar eclipse. Don't faces. look at it. Yes. Okay. All right. There'll be faces. And then Pence, he sits next to her like a mummy. Mm-hmm. He never makes... Right. <laughs> so it's going to be... Right. You're going to get a lot of that. Okay. Um, and then the speech itself will be a lot of border stuff. And what's going to happen at the border is that in three weeks when they come back and say, no, we can't go deal, Nancy has told us no money, and we can't go against Nancy, so there's not going to be any deal. Trump will declare a state of emergency, national security. He'll take funds from the Homeland Security and from the Pentagon, and they'll put up you know, um, some barriers in some places they'll start to build. That's what will happen. You know, in a state of emergency, I don't like, but I don't know why the Department of Homeland Security, which is pretty much run by the president, it's an agency, why they couldn't build a border if the Homeland Security says it needs to be built. 
I mean, well, it's the Border Patrol that basically is the primary source for this. And in polling down there, the agents themselves say, look, we really need this. Um, San Diego is the best example. I mean, oh, yeah. Tijuana yes. now one of the most violent cities on earth, about 3,000 homicides a year, million and a half population. They built a wall, a pretty effective wall, between Tijuana and uh, San Ysidro, which is just south of San Diego. It works. And so you're telling me you don't want that barrier there? You want uh, a, a town that, that has gang drug wars every day spilling right over to you? Is that what you're saying? Okay. But Trump has to win in his mind so his supporters will vote for him in 2020. can't say, okay, well, Nancy's not going to give me any money, so I'm just not going to build a wall. That's impossible. So he'll do it. He'll build part of the barrier uh, in places you would assume where uh, they're most effective. And um, I don't really think it, at, during the campaign that that's going to be a big issue. I think it'll go away once Trump declares a state of emergency. Now, you will have the legal stuff. They'll sue right away um, in California, get the Ninth Circuit, try to block it. You'll have all that. But Trump will be able to say to his people, look, I did everything I could to get this thing done. And if you don't like Nancy Pelosi, vote her out. Get him out. And that's how it's going to go down. Let me ask you, let me go back to something you said earlier. You said, I don't know what's happening with my church. Um, the Pope came out yesterday and said, I, you know, I don't know who's right or wrong on this Maduro thing in Venezuela. I yeah. mean, unless you're an avowed socialist who doesn't mind a dictator or two, it's pretty clear who's right here. Um, what side is the Pope on? From a political point of view. You're looking at it from a political point of view where Pope Francis looks at it um, from a social point of view. And um, just real fast, I, you know, Americans don't care what's going on in Venezuela other than it's another failed socialist state. In <laughs> South and Central America, ever since Cortez and Pizarro, okay, there's been corruption at the top. And the oligarchs and the rich people have oppressed the poor people. Every country, every place, that's how, and it's to this day. Pope Francis made his mark as a cleric among the poorest in Argentina. He understands the system, is corrupt. I mean, we go all the way back to the Perones, which I wrote about in Killing the SS. He understands the politics there are horrible. And so he's devoted his life to trying to help the poor. He believes, Pope Francis, that any regime not run by capitalists who are exploiting the people is to be given the benefit of the doubt, even if it's oppressive and failed like Venezuela. That's where the Pope is coming from. I mean, is that a comfortable place for you to be standing with China, Russia, uh, Turkey, Cuba, and the, the, the Western world is standing up and saying, this guy is, is horrible. You have evidence. Yeah. You see the starvation on the streets. Even if you don't want to take a side on saying, I think, you know, I support the new guy to say to Maduro, uh, your policies have failed. Uh, your people are suffering and people in your country are asking you to, 
to step down. Uh, I mean, is there nothing he can say other than... It's an excellent question, but you have to understand that the popes never get involved with those kind of politics, even in China. Uh, Uh, Excuse me. Francis, in that totalitarian regime, Francis has not condemned it. And he's gotten a little bit of freedom for some Catholics in China. Yeah, the the people in China, the Catholics in China think the Pope has sold them out. The underground church thinks that he sold them out. He sure, gave... it, because he's not being militant, but they never do in the Vatican. They never John do in the Third Reich. Paul. They made a deal with Hitler. John roll Paul. Us over. John what? Paul. Isn't John okay, Paul that was a, an exception? That's that's a good exception. <laughs> a that great exception. exception. Yes, he was a nationalist. He was a Polish nationalist. Okay, and he knew that communism had, uh, communism had uh, murdered his nation. So John Paul was a Polish nationalist. Yeah, but but, and but he came but, in and 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 he used the authority of the church to undermine the communism. That's a very good exception. But most of these other popes, they just don't want it. And, and that's why you haven't seen Francis say anything about what's going on in the United States. I mean, uh, if I were the Pope and you were the Pope, I mean, we could have never, I mean, I, that's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm on not your part. nearly on your qualified. Part. Right. Right. But, I mean, he should have said, this is horrible. You can't do this. And Andrew Cuomo, um, you know, the Pope has the power to excommunicate him. Would I have done that if I were Pope? Probably not. But certainly would deny him communion. Certainly. Um, so, you know, they don't want to get involved in this uh, political uh, back and forth. You're correct. Venezuela is harming the people that live there. Three million of them have fled. But Francis is just going to play the tap dance game. That's what he's going to do. Bill, he does seem to be very willing to get involved when it comes to something like global warming and the politics of that. Because it's generic. Mm. It's generic. I mean, he goes out and goes, yeah, the planet was created by God, and we got to be good to the planet, and we got to be nice to it. <laughs> he okay? thinks it, yeah, but he comes out, it's not generic to say capitalism is bad. He hasn't really said capitalism is bad. I haven't seen that. He believes that uh, most of the oppression in South and Central America comes from corrupt capitalism. That's what right. he believes. So that's why corruption is bad. Because corruption yeah, happens I mean, not, in, in both socialism, communism, and, and capitalism. I'm explaining right. him. All right. I'm all not right. defending him. I don't think you didn't need to lose your temper with us. I mean, I think it's, I never lose my temper back. I, I just. <laughs> I, I want to bring passion to the debate well, and to the enlightenment that you are spreading throughout the country. I do not think that's what America heard. They heard a, a guy who we've seen the video of you long time ago blowing your stack. I mean, hey, that happens more than uh, I'd like to admit, but not on your program. <laughs> we'll do it live. All right, Bill. OK. Yeah. All right. I get it. I get it. I know. Bill, thank um, you. Did Stu say at the beginning of this uh, conversation that he was not happy I was on today? Did I, I hear that correctly? I, oh, boy. Oh, um, oh, boy. I'm always happy that you're here, Bill. I was just having a little <laughs> bit of fun. I promise, as you know. As All right, Stu. I'm, hey, the, one, I'm the one always bringing up uh, killing the SS. I'm yeah, the one always bringing up Bill, BillOReilly.com. You know Beck never does that for you. I'm the guy who read it. I know he does, and he's so jealous. And I was on with Beck on uh, The Blaze the other night. I know you were. Um, and, yeah, and I, I invite you, Beck and you never and, invite uh, me on your bowling. thing. 
Okay, what's the deal yeah, with bowling? You and bowling. Yeah, you're supposed to be on Beck, and you're never showing up. I mean, what's going on? What's the Come deal? On, we need to get you on there. What's the but deal? anyway, I had a good time on the Blaze with uh, Bowling and Beck. Um, they both uh, need better makeup artists. Hang on, I just need to look I, at them both. I just want to they cause the some hair trouble. going on. Beck is like all white, and Bowling has got this kind of like um, Michael Douglas in Wall Street look going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back there. But I hear um, uh, what I hear. This is but I enjoyed it. This is what I hear, and I don't have anything to back this up other than the whispers of people that that say they know that you really don't like Eric Bowling. <laughs> there is just I like Bowling. I'm just uh, confused by his uh, by his grooming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him. All right, Bill. It's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for everything. Uh, killing. Right, thanks for having me early. I appreciate it, guys. You Go bet. to BillOReilly.com, and we'll talk next week. All right. Uh, killing the SS. Uh, his latest book, and you can find him at BillOReilly.com. That's BillOReilly.com. Liberty safe. They're not just for, uh, you know, storing guns and ammo. Uh, they are, uh, they're, they're perfect for storing the things you want to keep safe from your children, like Stu's purses, uh, maybe some of his high heels. I would keep medication. <laughs> Let's be clear. These are not my, I don't, these are my wife's purses. Oh, I, yeah, I, whatever, Stu. Whatever, I'm not here to judge. I don't own high heels. No, I'm not not here to judge you. Don't. Why are you so defensive about that? I'm trying to get the truth out there. Uh, Medication, you know. I keep passports, collectibles. You know, might have you know a little cash or some gold or something in. You know, you're safe. But uh, any collectibles from Broadway, anything like that, you might have. Might be in yours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure, might be in In mine. Uh, Because I'm the guy known for Broadway. Well, I'm the guy known for theater. Uh, I, were me? you the guy that was known up until a few minutes ago until your angry defense of, of men who own heels? Uh, angry defense? I said I didn't own heels. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, well, all right. We'll let the people decide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be a psychiatrist to hear it, Stu. Okay. You really... <laughs> anyway, what's in your Liberty safe? What's in your Liberty safe? <laughs> oh, is that what this is? We'd like talking? to know. Oh. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got to keep the things in your safe that you value the most because the, the fire, honestly, we have seen them picked up by tornadoes and dropped a block away. We have seen them burned in wildfires in California and open them up and everything is gone except for the chimney and the contents of that Liberty safe. You need your, your stuff protected. You know, maybe your cute little pink panties that, you know, your mama way, lays out for you every day. Whatever. You know, that's okay, Stu. Don't bring my mother into this. Uh, it's Liberty. It's Liberty Safe. <laughs> LibertySafe.com. That's LibertySafe.com. Mm. You know, it's it's almost uh, it's almost uh, lunchtime. Uh, and I don't know about you, but uh, I wouldn't mind a, an, an Esco burger, which... Uh, <laughs> It's an interesting Pablo's Esco Burgers. Yeah. Uh, it's a restaurant um, that apparently says, uh, is trying to play off of that. Uh, the Colombian drug, drug lord killed a bunch of people. Always funny. Always hilarious. Always, always hilarious. Uh, it has a line of white powder, which is garlic flour, on top of the bun with a rolled up fake $100 note stuck on top. There's something weird about that. Like uh, this whole fire festival thing. Yeah. They it promoted it initially as an island uh, once owned by Pablo Escobar. Right. It's like, is that like there? That means there's probably like murders there. Like, why right. would you want to promote it that way? But and it, and, and they like said you can't promote that. You can't yeah. say that 
in the promotion, and that's that was their first problem. They promoted <laughs> it exactly. They led with that. Yep, and got, of course, lost the island. Right, and so which, they had to go find another island to do it on. Which it would have been a disaster anyway because there was no yeah. infrastructure there None. or anything, None. which is kind of... It was, an, it was an airstrip. It was an airstrip with a couple of houses on it. I mean, it was crazy. It's one of the strangest things of all time, the, that whole festival. That whole festival. And the fact that it is essentially every socialist dream, right? And you start off with all the, all, yeah, don't worry, you're going to get an island with models. That's how socialism sold initially. Yeah. And then it ends with FEMA tents and everyone's starving. <laughs> That's what happens. That's the story of every socialist it nation. It starts with, you know, ocasio uh, Cortez. Yeah. Uh, in, in a bikini or something. And you're like, <laughs> I don't know. She makes sense to me. I should go talk to her. And then the FEMA tents come Yes. In. Right. <laughs> and okay. you have, uh, your, your gourmet food is two pieces of wheat bread and a piece of cheese. Exactly between. right. That's how that is. Exactly ends. right. But you're all happy together because you're all equal. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, that's amazing. And then that, that Netflix documentary is really good. The Hulu one as well. I also watched some of that Jeff, uh, not Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, Ted Bundy documentary that came out for Netflix. I know. I was a little disturbed uh, that you're calling him hot. No, I'm not calling him hot. Yeah. People are calling him hot. I apparently. know. Netflix is now trying to get out and say, please don't say that he was hot. Well, this is ridiculous. In the documentary, about 10 times they say he's good looking. Like they, they, <laughs> they have like a bunch of people in the documentary saying, you know, one thing about him, I didn't think he did these murders. He was so good looking. Right. It's like, well, <laughs> good looking people can theoretically murder, I believe. No, right? never. Really? No, good looking people. That's why you don't have any problems in Hollywood. That's true. Good looking people, they're just better than you. How do they stay so squeaky clean in Hollywood? (laughs) You know? It's almost a flawless society. It is bizarre. All right. Hey, join me tonight, 5 o'clock on blazetv.com slash Beck. Subscribed. Watch the show tonight. It is a call-in show. Ask anything. We go anywhere you want. You're listening to Glenn Beck.